Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Hey guys, welcome back to FFC. I'm Maureen. I'm Bethany. I'm Josh. And I'm Jeanette. And we are back with our new favorite show, Stranger Things. Although, I'm sure it's not new favorite for anybody else, but it's new for me. (laughs) I actually fought, and I only said this last time, but I fought watching this show because I don't like horror. And my husband started watching it when season one was new. And then then he watched uh, season two, and then he stopped. And I was like, no, I don't want to, I can't watch that. My brother watched it. He tried to convince me, no, I can't watch that. (laughs) And then everyone started talking about it in our group, and I felt so left out. (laughs) I'm just going to watch it just so I can be part of the conversation. And then I could not stop. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I started watching it when season four was released. So I didn't have to wait See, you years got, in between. You had instant oh. gratification. You didn't have to shrug through. The- <laughs> I don't know that gratification is the word I use because season four was yeah. the one I sobbed in. So I'm like, yeah, that's true. Gratification that's used loosely. <laughs> wow. You know, it's funny. You, you mentioned it as horror. But like I, I didn't really until this season. I didn't think of it as a horror show. You know, I think it was more mm-hmm. more sci-fi until until mm-hmm. season four. Then it was like, oh yeah, okay, never mind. I see where they're going with this. I agree completely. But that was what I thought because I one through three is more more like sci-fi thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then four, I mean, Freddy Krueger's actually in season four. <laughs> so He's literally in it. <laughs> literally, yes, exactly. So it was a little more intense, and it's. It was during season four because my daughter sleeps downstairs. And that's where my husband watched in her living room. And there was one day she came out. She's like, what do you, what do you and mom watch at night, dad? Because it sounds terrifying. <laughs> Poor thing. Sorry. That's funny. Even the, so even the music is darker in four. It's just a whole different boat, but it's so good. So yeah. what we're doing tonight is a top 10 favorites list of characters. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I just realized another one that I want to make sure is on my list. So, <laughs> so we're each. I have a you... feeling that I'm going to be making this list even after this episode. The whole over. time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to say a name that's not on your list, and it's going on your honorable mentions. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we each have a list. Top ten. One being our most favorite. Ten being our least favorite. Now, least favorite does not mean we dislike. Mm-hmm. It means it's the lower end of our favorites. So it's. I don't. I can honestly say. Even the bad guys, I don't think there's a single character on this show that I would say I don't like. Angela. Oh, I could. Oh, yeah. I see. I block up the things I don't like, apparently. But like the villains, not that I, it's not that I like them, but they are so good. Those actors are so good at what they do that it's hard to not want to see more of them on the screen. Agree with that. Except Angela. She can go away forever. (laughs) And sadly, Logan Allen's character. Like, yeah. Man, why'd you have to play a, a bummer? I know. I know. <laughs> Logan's Aww. our buddy. He's our pal. And he played someone that mm-hmm. I don't ever want to see again. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I will start. We're going to start with number 10 and work our way up to one. My number 10 is Nancy. Huh. Um, she's probably higher. She's on my number nine. List. Oh, she's oh, nine man. for me. Beth and Josh, do you have her on your list? You know what? Funny enough, Nancy is not. <laughs> I almost didn't put her so- on mine. And, well, she's not. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm writing here, but you know, because I do like that character. But for some yeah. reason, she really hasn't 
made that list. I, th- I don't know. Her, her character has had a lot of development since, you know, the beginning. And I think they pointed that out. I mean, it's just like, you know, where is she like before, which is kind of like uh, kind of a their character, maybe kind of afraid, that kind of thing. And the next thing it's like, oh, I know where we can get guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My Did you there's that meme where it's like Nancy season one and she's there in the, the driveway with a baseball bat. She looks like a little scared little girl. And then it's like Nancy season four. And she's there like when they're shooting back and she's got the shotgun with the flames yeah. all around her. And she's like, and that scene of her in season four, when she just automatically jumps into Watergate mm-hmm. and she's stomping on those bats with those heeled boots. Mm-hmm. Like that's just so cool. I yeah. the only reason she's 10 for me and not higher is one. There's some characters I love more than her. But yeah, two, same. like she just, Nancy is so serious and she's so hyper-focused on what she's doing that it's like mm-hmm. constant tunnel vision. And I need a little more variety in mm-hmm. a character to be higher on my list. I need that levity that some of the other characters bring that she does. She, and it's because she's, I mean, she lost Barb. That's how we first meet her is her losing Barb that sort of defined her yeah. arc mm-hmm. through all mm-hmm. of the seasons. And I think it'll continue to define her. It's yeah. why she started fighting in the first place. Yeah. So she just she's just so serious. Yeah. But she's hardcore. I agree. Absolutely. She's cool. I I love her too. I mean, like I said, exactly like you said, she's nine for me only because I like other people more. But mm-hmm. I, I I love her so. All right, Bethany. What about you? Who's your number ten? Ooh, I almost said one. <laughs> my number one. Oh, we just jumped to the end of the episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my number ten, and this is this is almost poetic for me. And I'll explain why in just a quick second. And I have the hardest time. I think like the first two, first two or three, it's like for sure I knew. And then the rest, they could have fallen in any order. It's not that I Mm -hmm. like one over the other. And like you said at the beginning, it's not that we dislike this character. It's just that we like the others that much more, you know? So it's so hard to say, but he ended up falling at number 10 is Will. And I know some people... I, I, I don't know why I've heard, I've heard mixed reviews mm-hmm. on Will's character online. You know, different people have different viewpoints. Um, I mean, it, it all centered around him. It kind of started with him. And, and I know everybody kind of made the hint that, you know what, it's probably going to end with him. You know, he feels yeah. the on the back of his neck and he's back in Hawkins. And now he's realizing Beckna is the one that's been doing all this. So I think it's kind of like full circle what they're going to do. But the reason why I say it's, it's, and I don't know, poetic might be a strong word, but it's kind of funny because we actually went to uh, a comic con a few years ago, right after Josh already knows this story, right after the first Stranger Things season one came out Mm -hmm. and it was just exploded and it was just the big, like, you know, the way it is now, but you know what that first season, like it just, that's all there was. So we went to comic con, the entire cast was there. Like everybody was there and they all had their tables signing autographs. Well, Noah was there at his table and he's sitting there, you know, by himself. None of the other kids were with him. It was him and his handler. And the Aww. table, I mean, is empty. I am not kidding you. Nobody not a single really. person was in line. And I felt so bad because of season one. So they're much younger. So here's a small child <laughs> sitting behind. And he just has this kind like of like high chair. Yeah, he was sitting so he could fit over the table. And I felt so, so bad for him because he just had this look like he's just sitting there. He's just looking around. 
and everybody's going crazy, you know, over Gaten and, and everybody else. And he's just kind of looking around. And he looked like the kid that was being picked last for dodgeball. Aww. He was scheduled to be there all three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday, he picked it up. He never, he didn't show up on Sunday because nobody was there to see him Friday and Saturday. So sad. And the saddest, the saddest part was, is that I wanted to go see him, but I was holding our place in line and only, only, only for David Tennant. And I had to say it three times. Only for David Tennant would I have not left the line <laughs> to go find Noah. Because- That's crazy because so- like, Will is just an honorable mention for me. Yeah. But if it was Noah Schnapp, he'd be really high up. I love Noah. Right. He'd be like, you know, like, your I number one. And he's awesome. I felt so bad to see him go through that experience. And then we're like, you know what? Now he's over there on Fallon living it up. But it was just so horrible, you know, to see someone like yeah. him going through that experience. So well, why is Will number 10 for you? Okay. Will, and uh, you see, again, I, I don't think it's that he's number 10. I just think he's not one or two. Yeah, and you'll, you'll know and you'll know why that. when we get to the front of the episode he's just not one or two yeah and so that's why he's very Let's be honest here it's the haircut oh it's the haircut <laughs> he was on, there was an episode on film where he was talking about um getting a new haircut and urging the duffy oh, brothers the wigs. <laughs> oh my gosh so funny yeah we've seen he's an honorable mention for me only because there's 10 people I like a little bit better than Will. Yeah. <laughs> and because Will in the beginning, like that first season, you didn't see a lot of them. The second season, and I understand yeah. why mm-hmm. his character was a bit whinier and difficult. Like it's it makes a sense. Time. Yeah. But well, and he's stuck still in the whinier and difficult. Yeah. <laughs> he was stuck in the upside down for like most of season one. And mm-hmm. I think that's why nobody went to his table because people didn't recognize him yeah. because they only saw him like one or two episodes. Yeah, they didn't have season two or three yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is he in anybody else's list? He, he's not yeah, he's on mine. And that's why I feel really bad after that story. Because I'm like, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> he's just an honorable mention. He's invited into honorable mentions <laughs> right now. my first honorable mention, actually. Of course, yeah. Josh, is he on your list? Yeah, he is. He's going to be my number nine. He's he's okay. going to be your number nine? Yeah, well, well, we haven't gotten to nine yet, so. Oh, I thought you were like, <laughs> I'm making my list out as we speak. Right, exactly. I'm writing it out. <laughs> what was this episode about again? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> two in season four, I like that they brought up that Will is I the heart of their group because we yes. really see him push through so many yes. things and he sacrifices himself over and over again yeah. for the better of the group. And you watch yes. him kind of go into that over the seasons. And mm-hmm. season two, he and the actor does such a good job. Like in season two, when the mind flayer took him over, holy mm-hmm. cow, did he and he was young then. Yeah. He did a phenomenal job, especially yeah. for his age. And not like I teach youth groups, so I know that kids can do a lot of things, but just watching him be overtaken by that and mm-hmm. how he portrayed that character was nuts. I like watching him, I like his character progress into someone who cares. And he always kind of did, but you actually see it way more in season four, how much he cares about everybody else over himself. Yeah. Yes. He's very selfless. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a really good friend. You know, he tries to put his friends first, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Josh, who's your number 10? My number 10 is... you're not one too. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I felt like, one, I didn't knock at the honorable mentions, but I felt like I, I needed to have him on the list. And that's Mike. Um... I felt like he deserves to be on the list because I feel like, you know, in season one, I mean, he was 
you know, I, I don't want to call him the heart of the show, but that's true. Was, yeah. He had he had a lot of um, uh, how do I say not just screen time, but he was the driving how do I say force. Nerd, he was the one who pulled them all yeah. together. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he was the dungeon master for their game. I mean, everything else. So, um, I I think that's kind of why I felt like he deserved to be at least on the list. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. Um, and as a number ten in this season, um, he was. I mean, he was as absent. Tiny? Yeah, he he was abs absent in many different ways. So, I don't know. I just I didn't feel it this season. You know, um, it just kind of kind of like he fell to the wayside a little bit mm-hmm. and it just i don't know it just felt out of place and just felt wrong but i get it that's what life happens people grow up and they grow yeah. old and they grow away you know what yeah. i mean that kind of thing so yeah. it happens but i wanted to get him on the list um because i think he's more than just an honorable mention of course i didn't yeah. know we could do honorable mentions but way to shame uh, jeanette and i there josh sorry. he's not, not even on an honorable mention for me <laughs> but the <laughs> is, i don't dislike mike no mike, no no mike and Lucas too, but Mike, they may have made me angrier than the other characters from time to time. But again, with this show, I'm not sure that there's anyone that I'm going to say, oh, I don't like them. Exactly. So yeah. I just don't like him as much. With Mike <laughs> no. too, though, I feel like where Will, he started off kind of like, oh, I don't really like you. Will grew into his character. Mm-hmm. I think that Mike grew into the character, but he had the reverse trajectory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where in the first season, Mike would have been on my list. Like he would have been in the 10, not just absolutely absent. But in this season, like I just want he his attitude got worse every season. Like he made me laugh in season three, but he just got progressively just because he got more self-involved, it felt like he got more afraid of personal things. And the other reason he's on an honorable mention is because when Eleven jacked Ashley in the face, which she one thousand percent deserved, his response was, What did you do? What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was a little like what now? got less than what was coming to her. So you don't yeah. get to ask Eleven that question. Yeah, I think there was a lot of people that had that same sentiment. Yeah. Of course he thought they were best friends. So yeah. but oh, yeah, I mean I'm not, I forgot about that. Yeah. So he did think but still it would you it, 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 it didn't feel good to hear him and see him say that it didn't feel good but he was thinking they're best friends so he's like what now you know but I, I think so I think that had to do with character development I think it was probably on purpose he was just growing you know him as a character was growing and people change and people are different I think the circumstances were different because as a child yeah he's got 11 he's got his best friend Will you know they're younger so times are simpler and he sees 11 and, and you know they're all just kids and, and so now he's fighting for the two most important people, you know, 11, who he says that he loved the day he met her. And then, you know, he got his absolute best friend and then he's got the whole posse together. You know, Lucas is not doing his own thing and mm-hmm. they're not, you know, so they're, everybody's together. They're tight knit. Whereas in this season, I, I think they're almost saying like, well, there's high school for you because yeah. you see that a lot, you know, okay. High school comes and then suddenly everybody has, you know, a different direction that they're going and, I just wish it flowed better. Didn't make it feel like he was just limping out, you know, if you think, but again, that's what happens in real life. You know, things, things we change. We all have those friends that, you know, you're, you're good friends with when you're younger. And then, you know, I, I know I do that. I haven't talked to it in forever, you know, that kind of thing. Right. But at the same time, apart. yeah, you don't have friends that you literally go into the depths of hell with. 
you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> normal people don't jump into the upside down and fight yeah. off demons. Yeah. But at right. the same time, and then hit high school and like whatever. Right, and then go away. But at the same time, that's got to be traumatic too. So mm-hmm. your brain has to process that somehow, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know that he's, I mean, we all talk about he's kind of bratty, he's kind of self involved, but if you really think about it, I mean, I, I think he probably plays the most accurate portrayal mm-hmm. of mm. a young teenage boy. That's fair. Yeah, that's not an insult, but I mean, I think that's he's trying to come into his own. Whereas, I mean, some of the others seem a little too grown up. I mean, I think he he fits yes. the role. So even though he annoys us and he makes us angry at times, <laughs> I think he's accurate to what he's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah that's know? fair. I think so too. All right, Janet, who's your number ten? Murray. He's much higher for me. I love, well, I mean, I I just love too many other people, but Murray cracks me up. (laughs) I couldn't not put him on here. And, you know, I mean, maybe Murray early on was kind of like, okay, I don't know about you. I always loved him. But quickly, I mean, he just like made, I mean, even going back as far as like when Jonathan and Nancy go to see him, he's basically just saying what all of us viewers are thinking like are you are y'all just gonna like do something already because we like we see it we know it's about to happen and the way he just like pushes them and he's so blunt about it he just he makes me laugh every time and even that i always think of that scene in the first season when he's sitting there eating breakfast with them the next morning he's like how's the food done and he just drops eggs and he's like whoops He's just so funny. I mean, I don't know how you can. <laughs> that was actually that. an accident, by the way. Was <laughs> it really? Oh, yeah. funny. Um, Brett Gelman, he actually just dropped the eggs and then responded that way and they just left it in. It was Brett who did Are that. Are you serious? Yeah. That's funny. Oh, that's so perfect. But I remember. But I love it. Before I got into the show, like I was, because I wanted to be a part of the conversation and it was before we had a group. <laughs> um, they, they, Jeanette and Amanda, who were obsessed with it, kept putting quizzes in our VIP chat. And so I took one and said I was Murray. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. And Jeanette's like, you wait, you're going to love him. I, I did. From the first Accurate. moment I saw him, I loved him. He's hilarious. Where? He's number six for me. Okay. He's he's funny. He's capable. He's compassionate. And he, season four, I love when they try to pretend that he's there normally in California. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just a totally normal thing mm-hmm. that I'm here visiting your mom and wearing her apron, yeah. making you food. <laughs> totally mm-hmm. normal. And then he just jumps right into the fray. He does. And I mean, he like, I mean, you haven't even known these people that long. Mm-mm. I mean, I know yeah. it's been years for us, but I mean, in their time frame, it's yeah. not been quite that long. No, yeah. but I mean, he's willing, I mean, he's just flying to Russia, like, yeah, you know, Joyce to rescue. I mean, this is like a big deal. He's going to a Russian prison to try to rescue Hopper. Like, that's dedication yeah. to your friends here. So, yeah, and the way he, he does his thinking, <laughs> does he like chug shots of vodka to think? <laughs> And then they all get really confused. No. But then he actually comes up with brilliant things. And then mm-hmm. when Dr. Alexi comes and he has to be the translator and he's just yelling at Hopper, like him and Hopper together. Are, mm-hmm. That's another reason I love Murray's because those two together are like gold. Yep. Is he is Murray on anybody else's list? Just us. He, he is not, actually. I'm putting him on as an honorable mention now. <laughs> But, uh, list are going to be the same watch maybe I know, they're going to be identical they're going to be the same <laughs> different there will for sure be different orders because i know absolute certainty our number one is different our number ones are different uh, yeah you know it's funny but but murray i think he i i really do i think he's obviously the comedic relief you know for the show mm-hmm. um you know what and, and i hate to say this but i'm just going to be honest because 
I love the character. I think he's great. I think that if I were in that world, I'd probably be the Murray. I'd probably be the guy that <laughs> that uh, was the eccentric, but you know, was into all the conspiracy theories, and then found out he was right about everything, and then. Right. But you know, it's funny. Until you said Murray, I hadn't even thought about him. Thought of him. Together. So I, you know, but I don't think that's a slight on him. I think that yeah. uh, I will. I will turn that around, and I will. I will pay him a compliment and say that he is an integral part of the show mm -hmm. at this level that I think that maybe he doesn't stick out as a character that he just embodies he's only been there since season two it's yeah. weird to think yeah. he hasn't been on this show the entire time it's been on right all right do you know who's number 10 was Murray for you mm -hmm. all right so number nine for me is Joyce okay she was She's higher eight. but as we've She's sat eight. here okay. rearranging lists well as I've sat here rearranging my list I had to move down to nine yeah oh. she's eight for me I love Joyce. I, I love her too. I mean, part of it is it's Winona Ryder. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, is my childhood, but not, that's not a huge part I of it. Think I so, really, though. really, really actually genuinely love Joyce. Especially, mm -hmm. I mean, you look at her in season one and she knew what it looked like. She admitted, mm -hmm. I know this is crazy, but I also know this is right. Mm -hmm. And she's like that through all of the seasons. And with Bob, I mean, that woman has been through trauma as well and she Ouch. still comes out swinging every single time and even though she lost her son she mm -hmm. lost i mean she didn't just lose bob like she watched his gruesome vicious yeah. death right before her eyes then thought she watched hopper die yeah and then moved to california away from all her kids friends yep only like she just she's just she's a beast like she just she yep. will do whatever it takes for the people she loves, mm -hmm. no matter what it looks like, no matter what people say, no matter how it comes across, mm -hmm. she's going to get it done because she knows one, she knows she can <laughs> two, she knows no one else will. And three, that's just how she loves you. I agree. She well, was originally on my list and I actually, uh, I scratched her out, but now she's on my honorable mentions, but, <laughs> but I do agree with you. I think she, I mean, she's, um, I, I'm, like you said, I mean, it's, a writer i mean you can't go wrong with that i mean she literally was 80s you know movies and tv i mean that's mm -hmm. that's what we all you know we all saw it i mean we all grew up with too mm -hmm. but i think her character i think in season one was i mean obviously she was the driving force too in, in that in that season what she went through with bob just like you said too this <laughs> season though with joyce i don't know it just kind of feels like they just used her as a conduit to tell hopper's story and then that was it. I just feel like like it got like she was the I mean, obviously, after, you know, she got the message from Hopper and everything else. And yeah, she was a big part of everything. We get to see a little bit of, you know, that nice reunion between her and Hopper and everything else like that. I just feel like there's there. I don't know. She just kind of fell to the, the wayside just a little bit. I but I don't know. I feel like it's more that she is such a strong person and that she is the way she is as a person and the way she is as a character, people gravitate to her. And that's why she is this vessel to release other people. I mean, I feel like that, that is her role. She's the one who's going to go and rescue. That's what she's done all four seasons is be a part yeah. of a rescue. And it's yeah. because of who she is that's as a true. person that those people who need rescuing are drawn to Hopper before he was in Russia was in desperate need of rescuing from himself and he was drawn to Joyce. So all these characters who are in need of rescue, who are who are suffering from trauma and they can't get it out, they're all drawn to Joyce. That's true. That's true. I know. Yeah, that's true. 
It's <laughs> like, I know it's true. <laughs> oh, right. Bethany, who's your number nine? Oh, well, in keeping the theme, <laughs> my number nine is also Joyce. So that was oh. convenient. <laughs> All right, so, Josh, who's your number nine? So my number nine is actually Will. Oh, okay. oh. oh that's right. Yeah. I, I feel like he, you know, definitely needed to be on this list. Uh, man, the haircut, though. <laughs> I mean, I know we talked about this already, okay. but. Let's be honest, though. None of the buyers really have a good hairdresser. No, no, they don't. No, they don't. None of them have a good hair job. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I I've seen a a bowl cut before, but uh, man. But anyway, enough on that. But I I really the real reason he's number nine. (laughs) I was gonna say yes, (laughs) but no. Um, you know, I I I, he needed to be on this list. I I didn't want to put him at the bottom of of the list, and and um, there was a lot of others that I wanted to put up first. Uh, but I do feel like I hate to say it because I know it's not necessarily where they were going, but I just feel kind of like there was a downgrade in his character just a little bit, you know, and so we we really haven't, you know, you know, I don't know how much of that is going to continue or whatnot, or if they're going to bring him back up like a triumphant, you know, you know, return and he's going to help, you know, close this thing out. But I just, I just really feel like it just kind of like degraded, like it felt like it's starting to fall apart, you know, even, you know, kind of the relationship with him and his brother too, it just kind of seems like, you know, his brother's off with Argyle and everything else too. Yeah. So it's just kind of, I don't know, it just feels like he's falling apart and maybe that's what they were trying to Mm -hmm. convey. I don't know, but I still feel like he needed to be on the list. I still think Mm -hmm. that, you know, he did a good job. You know, I think the acting was, was pretty decent other than you know, the, the, the wardrobe they gave him. (laughs) Someone said that the most, how do they say it? That the real horror villain of stranger things was the hairdresser. And it was a picture of like Will and then um, 11, which is on the longer hair. And she had her bangs kind of similar. And it was like, this is the scariest thing. Because she became a Myers in season four. (laughs) That's why. Oh my goodness. goodness. It is the buyer's curse. Lonnie was the only one that had a semi-decent haircut, but he got the heck out of there. Mm-hmm. So that's why his hair was semi-decent. All right, Jeanette, oh, who's, my your, goodness. who's your number nine, Jeanette? It was Nancy. We've already talked oh, about her. Okay. I feel like I get to bring up all the new things because you're going to have... No, this us. isn't fair. Number eight for me is Max. Okay. Ooh. Is she anybody else's list? She's on my list. She is number She's on my six list for me. Six for you? This what is, is she for you, Bethany? Yeah, she is actually... She's actually number six also. She's actually number four on my list. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I toyed with her and 11 of where I wanted to put who and what I, because. Sure. I feel like both of them, both, like in season four, 11 kept being called a superhero, superhero, superhero. What Max did was pretty heroic. Yep. I mean, she knew, she saw what those kids went through. She saw what happened. She Mm -hmm. started to feel it. She saw Vecna. She knew what he was like. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go back in there. I'm going to do this. Like that is unbelievably heroic and she has no superpowers. So it's not like she's going in there thinking I've got an ace up my sleeve. I'm going to beat him. It was just, I'm going to yeah. go in there and I'm going to trust that you guys are going to either help me or not, but I'm going to help you no matter what it takes. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that last scene with her was so like, I was freaking out along with Lucas and the, yeah. yeah. 
I thought, and I st- we still don't really fully know exactly where this is going, but yeah. I do feel like she's going to be integral to season five, though. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly thought, I thought she was dead for a moment. I thought she was. She's actually, well, I mean, I thought like she was going to be done for. And I was oh, like, oh, okay. good. Yes. Surely we are not. Like, yeah, there's just no way. Max. But for a second, they had me fooled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought, oh my goodness, like, how are we going to like, I don't know. I love Sadie Sink. Yeah. So, I mean, everything she does is so good. <laughs> Max is, I mean, Max was probably became a favorite. She was one of those that was an instant favorite from the first time mm-hmm. we saw her on screen. Just her attitude, her persona. It was just, she just fit right into that world so well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will disagree with just that though. I thought she kind of stuck out for a second when she first came on because I was like, oh great, here's a new character, right? Like they're just going to be like, Hey, here's a new kid, right? But after after a bit, and especially toward obviously this season, I mean, with Maxim, he's mm-hmm. just so great. You when they had that flashback, and they were showing all the highlights of everything mm-hmm. that happened in Max's life with the kids and everything else, mm-hmm. and it was just like it was funny. It was like in that instant, it just solidified mm-hmm. everything. It like like literally, and it's funny because I, I hope that's what they were going for. But for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously the, the character was perfect. Uh, you know, it, it, it was written so perfectly, but it was like in that, that moment, it just felt like, like, uh, how do I say? It just felt like everything was worth it. You know, yeah. it just it felt like, how do I say, um, you know, like, oh, what's, I don't know what the word is, but you know, it, it, they just did it really, really, did really well, but I'd agree with whatever. that. But I think, uh, I think she stuck on it like a sore thumb in, in Hawkins for sure. But I think she was instantly a part, like just because of what she'd been through and what she wanted to be. I, without knowing it, I think she was a, she was meant to fight in the upside down. She was meant to fight alongside these kids. Yeah. That's what I mean by instantly fit in was that she just, well, she didn't belong in Hawkins and she certainly didn't belong in that school. I mean, she's a skateboarding girl. No one in Hawkins, Indiana is that cool, <laughs> but she was she was almost like bred to do what she did mm-hmm. interesting theory on her being dead yes please uh 11 didn't heal her she reversed time just slightly oh um, okay. notice there's been a clock throughout this whole season we've heard the TikTok actually even before all of this yeah uh the upside down is stuck in 83. 83. Mm-hmm. So there is some time travel aspects there. And I think that has to do with because 83 is when they open that gate. Right. Yeah. But I, wow. yeah, I, I, I think I like your theory because I, I need certain things to not have happened. So yeah. um, I'm I, I down. Really I'm down it. with the when we defeat Vecna, things go back. I'm- I hope so. I really do. Yeah. Especially because I, I do think that you're saying Max is going to have a big part in it. I mean, she's such a good character. Her performance was amazing. I think the character development and her just her storyline in this season was just so incredible. But I like Josh was saying too, it's like you start to realize, wow, we had all these moments with Max, you know, and it made it not okay for her to just die then. You know, it's like we only have yeah. season five left. So who knows what's going to happen. It's not like we're going to have six, seven, and eight, and we're going to have all these characters for years and years. But at the same time, too, it's like you didn't want it to happen then. Mm -hmm. You just really felt closer to her. Like it just really, she went to the next level. Somehow or other, it's going to play a storyline. I don't think she's gone yet. I think they were hinting at the fact that, you know, Eleven couldn't find her. 
you know, that, oh my gosh, she's maybe she's not in there anymore, but I think maybe she's just hiding. That has more to do with Vecna than it does with Max. Mm-hmm. I think because so. Vecna yeah. has a connection to her because, I mean, first of all, no one taunted Vecna the way Max did. Right. No one got under Vecna's skin the way Max did. No one mm-hmm. broke away from Vecna before Max did. Absolutely. And she basically died twice at the hands of Vecna. And now that he died at the moment that she was dying, I mean, that says something. There's a connection there. And I really think yeah. that she's going to be integral to relieving Hawkins of the upside down Vecna. Yeah, and I, absolutely. I some sort of rewind because yeah. I mean, come on, we can't just have a hell mouth in the middle of <laughs> the middle of Indiana. And we can't just have certain people dead and not alive anymore. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Did you see there? The of course when they announced they started writing season five, and it just is Stranger Things season five, and somebody like superimposed Eddie lives over it, and they're like, fixed it. We can't talk about him yet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? <laughs> no, no, but seriously, very quickly because I moving on, I moving on. I cannot do that yet. <laughs> so who are, eight? Who's Bethany? Eight. Actually, number eight is going to be Mike on my list. Okay. Even though there was some iffy moments, you know, I, I do think that all of that was part of. They need Mike. You know, yeah. the plot. Yeah, I mean it's Mike. So they need all, he made they need my all list. four of those boys. It wouldn't work without all four of them. <laughs> Absolutely. So he made well, my list. <laughs> all right, Josh, who's your number eight? Lucas. See, he was my number eight, and then I realized I forgot someone, so I had to take him off my list and put him down on honorable mentions. He's not on my list either. I I I, 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 I did the same thing. I put somebody else there, and then I scratched that name out, and I put Lucas. This was earlier, not right now. Uh, <laughs> Mine was right now during this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Mine was 30 seconds ago. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I I feel like he needed to be on there. Uh, I was a little kind of roughed up with him a little bit, you know, at the beginning there. I mean, you know. I thought sorry. I was going to hate him for all of season four in the beginning. Like, nope. Yeah, same, same thing. He kind of ruffled my feathers just a bit. But, um, you know, he redeemed himself. I mean, I think uh, when I was making the list, he wasn't even on it at first. And that's why I said I had to scratch it off. But then I started thinking about all that he did to help Max. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? He did have a very important role. You know, I yes. think he, I don't want to say redeemed himself because, I mean, he's still a kid. He was doing what any kid would do, right? You know, you want to go with, you know, what, what you know, the, I don't want to say the popular kids, but hey, if somebody's pumping oh, yeah. up your ego, you're going to, you're going you're gonna to yeah. fall. Yeah, I think that's natural to want to be with the in crowd, especially when you're especially in high school. Mm -hmm. But I think people acted like that was something new for him in season four. That's always been a part of his character to want to be not nerdy, Mm -hmm. to not want to be not. That's always been since season one. He has not wanted to be an outcast. He's not wanted to be on the fringe. It's just that in season four he was accepted by the jocks. That's the only difference. Yeah, there's a big difference between not wanting to and not actually being. And he was always, he never was, you know, the jock or anything else before. He was always that nerdy kid, even though he didn't want to. Yeah. Until now. And for me, the moment he redeemed himself, if I'm being completely honest, is when he, they were gunning for Eddie and he told them he was at some place where he wasn't and then ran and told Eddie, hey, they're looking for you. Like, yeah, you're cool. That's what it's like. I'm down with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the moment that he finally realized that whose enemies were and whose friends were. So he the whole time before that, but he was trying to he, manipulate the popular sect to stay away. So he had to continue to stay. Right. Away. I think he was holding out hope 
he was holding out hope that he could still keep his position with the popular oh, kids and still be faithful. Happened. I don't know, maybe not, but I, I agree with that. I, I think he was still trying to keep keep his spot. I think he wanted yeah. to be a part of both worlds and I think he was trying his best to make that work and then once well, he realized that that wasn't possible is when he was like okay and he just cut ties with like the yeah kids and had to choose I think that part of it with Lucas too was that I think he realized that he could do more benefit by staying with that popular group and continuing to lead them on especially after they right. found out who he was and that he was a part of that group I think they're all pretty smart and I think they all have agendas that they don't make clear to us because if they make it clear to the audience, I think that the Duffy brothers have this innate knack of if the audience can figure it out, so can the characters in the show figure it out. Yeah, so that's, I yeah think it's that true. Lucas had this other agenda that we didn't see because he realized if you watch what he did with them, he constantly led them down a different, he led yeah. them astray constantly. Yeah. I think he just really realized when Jason took a crazy turn that okay, so this is who these people are. So I clearly have to protect these people from these people. And I think he right. realized if he stayed with the popular group, he had the ability to continue to lead them astray because they trusted his connection to that other group. I agree with that. I just don't think that fully came into play until they were at Dustin's house, you know, when they were- they Came were... in later. I think it was when they first started buying the weapons. <laughs> or at least packing oh my the trunk God. with the weapons. I think is when he was like, uh, what? What's going on here? Lucas is, if you look at his his history, he has never, he's been the least violent of all of them. Yeah. So I think the moment they started packing their trunk with bats yeah. and wasn't there an axe that they put in there or a machete or something? I think Maybe. it was a throwing axe that they put in there. And I think yeah. that was the moment he's like, um, what, okay, what now? This, this can't end well. <laughs> what are we doing? He is starting to realize how things were escalating. Yeah. But yeah. definitely when he was in that weird crack house looking place where apparently the popular kids hang out. I think yeah. in there he was still trying to hold on to his popularity. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think he fully realized what was happening. It was the opposite. It wasn't for me. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, Lucas is with the bad guys. For me, it was the opposite. I was like, oh, well, if Lucas is with them, they can't be all that bad. You oh, know, when I never thought that. First when they first introduced them like before it escalated once it escalated you could tell they were going but like when they were having was it the pep rally or yeah, the football i mean the, football, the basketball game yeah and you know they're out there with the cheerleaders and they're just kind of you're getting introduced to the characters and mm -hmm. he's out there and you know he's a jock and you know he's a jerk because they're portraying him that way but i didn't think that it was going to go as far as it did right. yeah exactly i was thinking like okay well these are going to be you know the antagonists if you will but i didn't think it was going to go that far because I'm, well, but you know lucas is with them so yeah. it can't be that bad you know well, it's like Luke. yeah the only exactly. reason that i had a feeling he was going to be bad news is because well marine knows because we saw him on teen wolf and <laughs> bad news on there too and so I, when i saw his face i was like i don't like you we're not gonna i mean we can't get into this but there's one popular <laughs> kid that turned out to be pretty great. Just gonna say it. For half of the series, he was not in high school. <laughs> that is guy. true. Well, but you know, he 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 went through. He kind of had to go through the valley to get there. You know, we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeanette, yeah. who's your number eight? Unless it, Luke or Lucas. Josh, did you have anything else to say about Lucas? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Jeanette, who's your number eight? Uh, it's Joyce. Okay. My number seven is 11. Which? Huh? 7-11. <laughs> ha! 
Why number seven? I love that. You just subconsciously did that, or were you just holding on that to that this whole time? Accident. Didn't you realize it till I said it out loud? I got it. Also, your seven. What, no. Josh? Seven too. I didn't mean to do that either, but yeah. Uh, is she eleven on anybody else's list other than Jeanette's? Yeah. Oh, okay. What number is she? She's on my list. She's actually number five. Okay. So yeah. Oh, she's on my list and she's number six and, and for a reason, um, I, I, you know, I didn't want to put her any lower, but I definitely didn't want to put her any higher. I'm, I'm kind of neutral three. right now with, uh, with 11. 11 is, I mean, okay. She irritates me so often, but the reason I don't hold it against her is because she, she knows no better. Like this is just, sure. she doesn't have these. Like she doesn't understand social norms. She doesn't understand all this stuff. So even though I get annoyed with her lots of times, I forgive her really quickly because I yeah. remember, okay, she doesn't understand that this isn't okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. She yeah. has this innate ability to know when the people she loves are in danger and to protect them yeah. from it no matter mm-hmm. what. She'll sacrifice herself on a dime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Survival and protection instincts. But I think there's, I don't know, I think there's a lot of things like, I feel like, like in this season, um, I don't know why I feel like there's been enough time where she can learn a bit more, you know what I mean? I agree. Um, You know, so I think that she should be caught up on certain things, you know, a little faster. And then, you know, I get it, Hopper's gone, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it's just, it's one of those things. I think if if Hopper was there during that time period too, that maybe he Uh would have maybe helped her along a little bit better. I know his idea first thing was to protect her, protect her, hide her away. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And, and, and that I think was necessary at the time Yeah, because of everything was going on. But I really, I, I I'm thankful that they, they went through the story of restoring her powers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but I really wish they hadn't needed to have gone there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with that. I think at this point I would have liked to have seen 11, not fully in her powers, but but have more control over mm-hmm. them and not have yeah. lost because more emotional growth enough to control her powers. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think and and like you said, you hit it, you hit the nail right in the head. It is emotion. I mean, that's what what he was going through, you know, with all those flashbacks and everything else. Mm-hmm. All that was emotional. None of that was physical. Um, you know, but I still would love to see, and I don't know if we'll see this in season five, but we got a hint of it, you know, uh, you know, in the previous season where she's there closing the portal, you know, and, you know, right before, I guess it was that right before Hopper gets blown out or whatnot, I think, you know, and um, when, when's the, or is it the, when she's closing the mind flare? Portal was in season, the end of season two when she closed that. <laughs> season three, it was with the machine that Joyce had shut off and then off the portal. And then he went that way. Okay, yeah, there you go. So I'm thinking about season two. But I would love to see Eleven, like, all grown up and, like, fully, like, fully capable uh, of using her powers to the full extent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, like, where she doesn't have to, you know, worry about, oh, I'm going to get tired doing this, or she knows what her limits are, and that kind of thing. And I don't think we're going to see that, especially now, because she just got her powers back. Back. Again. So it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of like, well, they could take this story elsewhere, but I don't think they're really going to do it. It's just, I don't know. uh, We've seen it done before where it's like, I get it. You can't make a character overpowered because then 
you know, oh, okay, cool. Snap of the fingers and everything's fixed. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. We've seen other shows, you know, cue on, on Star Trek. You know what I mean? That kind of thing for any Trekkies that might be listening. But, uh, you know, so I get that you have to, you have to humble them or, you know, inhibit them somehow. But I don't know. I just, just didn't really, didn't really jive with me. But. I think the other aspect too is that it's hard for her to gain control because she's done nothing but fight since the moment she freed herself from the hospital. So it's almost like she, right. she should like that time in California. Yes. But she had to orient herself around these nasty, horrible, terrible kids that were in the school while also yeah. being far away from the only people who ever made her feel normal, knowing she's not normal. Also knowing she can't disclose that she's not normal. But before then it was nothing but institution that was horribly abusive to in the outside world doing nothing but fighting evil with her powers yeah. and that's that's all yeah. she's been able to do mm-hmm. so i think that's why she made it seven and not lower for me agreed yeah, right, what, yeah. About, yeah. what about your number seven bethany my number seven is lucas, lucas? Okay. <laughs> and i think and she he made the list simply for like what josh said uh the way he was with max i mean i just i totally appreciated that okay josh who is your number seven <laughs> so this is fun. Uh, I actually did have somebody else in there, and I scratched out again earlier. But Erica, Lucas's little. <laughs> I toyed so much with whether she needed to be on my list. I mean, like, I almost I, swapped her out for Lucas. Yeah, she's an honorable <laughs> mention for me. But man, it was hard to not have her on the list because mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. spell America without Erica. Erica, you know, I love her. She's, she's epic. A- I think at times, I think she was probably the smartest character in the Oh, for sure. I mean, like, without a doubt. I just, I mean, I think that was just such wonderfully written. And and, and, I don't know, I love those kind of characters where it's like, you throw something at them, and instead of being like, you're expecting to, oh my gosh, what do we do? And it's just like, so, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like. Let it go. Yeah. So. (laughs) I love the moment in season three when Dustin realized and let her in on the fact that you're actually a nerd. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you were one of us her. the whole time. <laughs> Even in season four, when that jerk face jock came after her, she was like, uh, yeah, she struggled for a minute, but then she was like, uh-uh, sure. no, I'm not going down like this. And then took Yeah, it's like, I don't think so. <laughs> I want you to know that moment was probably the moment I got like the maddest. Like everybody's having their own issues. Everybody's fighting, whatever. When that guy was coming after Erica, I'm like, hold mm-hmm. on. Like, yeah, look, that's a child. Yep. You need to leave her alone. Like, I was getting really upset. I felt yeah. personally attacked. I was like, yeah, you can't do this. No, no, no. Yeah. And he had no qualms about it. No hesitation. No, yeah. nothing. He's like, yeah, I don't care how old you are. It's like a middle school girl. Mm-hmm. And you're going to like, yeah. I mean, what is wrong with that's you? Like maybe junior. 11 needed... Eleven needed to spend more time with Erica, and then maybe she could have gotten. <laughs> Can you imagine if Erica had that? No, I don't think so. But can you imagine if somebody with the confidence of Erica had the powers of Eleven? I mean, there would be no, no. conflict because she would have just. for life. She would just use her powers for that without a doubt. I love Erica. That's all. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah, I think she was a woman character. I think that was perfect. I think we need more more screen time. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think season I agree. five. All right, who's uh who's your number seven, Jeanette? Eleven. Um, yeah, eleven. <laughs> My number six is Murray. Okay. Beth, who is your number six? Max. Okay, That's my jo- number six as well. So Josh, who is your number six? So eleven. Yeah. Eleven. Ok
Uh, and your number six is Max. I get to introduce a new character. Okay. My number five is probably higher in Jeanette's list. It's Robin. Number four for me. Yep, a little bit higher. I, that's another character who, it's weird for me that they haven't been, she hasn't been on there since the beginning. Mm-mm. Yeah. She has been through so much and she's another one who just, I'm just jumping right a, in. She was an instant favorite for me. And that was even before mm-hmm. I knew who her parents were, by the way. I just found yeah. that out recently. <laughs> really? Oh, like, yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Which yeah, I didn't know her. She yeah. was just like him. Like, I don't know how I didn't figure this out. Like, how did nobody see that? Because <laughs> she was Robin from Hawkins, Indiana the whole time. Yeah. yeah. But from I love Hawk. her. <laughs> from what did I say? Inns. Right? My oh. Maya from Hawkins. Huh, that's funny. Uh. <laughs> What's her real name? Her first name? Maya Hawk. Maya. Okay, yeah. We're, well, yeah, we just, okay, never mind. I got it. Never mind. You just said that. I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Keep going. So, Robin, yeah. her and Steve too. And that's the other reason she was an instant favorite for me. It was her banter with Steve. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. the, and we've talked about this in several of our top tens. If you want to get in and connect with me, you need to be funny and have sarcastic wit. And that is Robin all over has. the place. Yeah. Yep, when Steve was trying to flirt with those girls, <laughs> and Robin's like, um, Ahoy, ladies. This, is, this is what you do all the time. This is, this is really, does this work for you? Like, <laughs> it just, and the, when they were both ripped because the Russians mm-hmm. drugged them, I mean, that oh was gosh. just. Oh my. And then they're describing, I'm sorry, I'm bringing up a whole bunch of scenes, but when they're just, when she's trying to explain the plot of Back to the Future to <laughs> Steve, when they're still under that serum. <laughs> that, whole, that whole like scene was, was just funny. one of my absolute favorites. I, I loved it. She's another one who won. Yeah, she jumped right in there. But if you go to season four, when they're on the boat and it's Nancy mm-hmm. and Steve and Robin and Eddie, mm-hmm. and Nancy goes in with all this thought and Robin starts to go in and Eddie's like, wait, wait, I thought it was a conversation. And Robin said, we lied and just dives in. Yep. She's only known these people for like a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. yeah. it seems long to us because especially for you guys who've been watching mm-hmm. it since the beginning, it seems long for you. But for me, even though I binge watched all four seasons in like two weeks. Yeah. I honestly, I cannot remember a time before Robin. Like it doesn't make sense that she hasn't always been there. So it's yeah. her to just acknowledge that she's only known them for a short time and she's, she's willing to just go right alongside them and just trust them. Yeah. And she's funny. Yeah. yeah. I love her. I mean, she, she was originally on my list, but I, I kind of had to move things around. And so she's an honorable mention for me, but I, I really think she's a wonderful character. And like mm-hmm. you're talking about her parents too. I had no clue. I mean, like I I've watched Pulp Fiction, I don't know how many times she's mm-hmm. her mom and that and that, you know, to put a dark hair on, she you know she looks you just could, like her dad too. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. I know I knew that about her way before I even knew she was on Stranger Things. Well, that's how when she was on Stranger Things, I was like, Oh, that's Ethan Uma's daughter. Didn't know. That, <laughs> that creativity, you know, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Yeah got handed down for sure but and no even and her- in season four yeah oh my gosh it feels like it was season three but season four <laughs> when they show up to the asylum to see victor creel i love that yes, and she's that in the outfit so and the heels and she's panicking but she just she just impulsively speaks mm-hmm. and there's a 70 oddly enough a 70 percent chance that the whatever comes out of her mouth is just gonna work <laughs> yep but then there's yep. a 25 percent chance when it's like uh whoops yeah, just, sorry, my bad. You just had to turn it, you know, turn the mouth on and just keep talking, and, and it worked. And it worked. It worked, right? 
Yeah, and that's her skill. That's her, that's her asset to the team is that she can, she operates on the fly and you need that. You need that if you're going to be surviving August. Her, the dynamic duo. That's what we're going to call Oh, it. I know. Yeah, she actually ended up being an honorable mention for me too, but I debated. I was like trying, yo, who goes where, you know, but it just, it's I think hard. I just love, I love, like you said, the banter with Steve. Somebody said, uh, they showed the picture of, Steve holding a baseball bat mm -hmm. and it says you guys realize it's literally Batman and Robin. <laughs> I use Batman oh. for more than one reason, you know, because he actually, you know, beat the bats up with a bat. So I don't know which bat you want to reference, That's, but yeah. why did know? I know? I'm really disappointed in myself for not thinking of that sooner. For not putting I that together. Dynamic duo, but I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bethany, who's your number five? My number five is eleven. So oh, I, okay. she, yeah, she Josh. had to make the list. Yeah, of course. My Josh. number five is the other half of Robin, and that's gonna be. Oh. So I had I, I had to. <laughs> number five. Okay, Jeanette, what is he for you? He's number one, guys. Uh, and that was like the easiest choice ever. He's two for me. No, I I I had to put a few other people first, and then it was you like did not you did oh. not have to do that, Josh. No, I kind of. You had a choice to make. I kind of did. I had to put them, but you know, I, he. The only reason he wasn't further down was because I mean, it's Uncle Steve. You know, you can't. Well, no, I, it's oh, Mama Steve. Mama Steve. Mama. We're gonna yeah. Go Mama Steve. Mama's. He's, so, he's like the the best mom in Hawkins. Or he's the best mom in Hawkins. Honestly, he is. I mean, compared Joyce to Karen Wheeler, is the only one that gives him a run for his money. To be honest, no one else does. <laughs> Karen is all, constantly saying, "Where are the kids?" Right. At least she notices they're gone, though. Ted has no idea they're even missing. So <laughs> I know we got to give her that. <laughs> sometimes she sometimes notices they're gone, but Steve. Everyone's in a while. I love that scene in the Winnebago in season four when he's talking to, to uh, Nancy about his plans, <sighs> mm -hmm. and he said he wants six kids. He's like, "If only I had some practice." And looks yeah. the back of the <laughs> it's like you got the kids already. That <laughs> <laughs> so was so perfect. Here's and what. Season I mean, Steve, three, when Dustin comes in and he's like, Henderson! Like, that, that is that is my favorite scene. Mm -hmm. Like, when he's like, Dude, really? they're so adorable. Yes. I mean, they're so adorable, their friendship. Well, that and like, I mean, if you think about like the night, is it the end of season? Is it just season one where they go to the dance? And he's got, he's, Dustin's got his hair all fixed or whatever. It's two, season two. Season, season two. two. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just, he's giving his little pep talk and I'm just like. This is so cute. Dustin makes that little, little sound, and Steve goes, "Don't, don't do that." <laughs> and I will say this: Steve is a perfect example that jocks can be redeemed. Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, I love it. He definitely, yeah, because I mean, he went from like Steve, season one, Steve, and then instantly, you know, super. You know, you know, was it Mr. the eighties movie, Mister Mom? You know, speaking Mom. yeah, playing okay. off the eighties. You know, I liked him in Here's, season one. I was gonna say, I'm gonna go ahead and. I need yeah. an argument because everybody wants to talk about how like Steve was a jerk in season one. Two episodes. I don't really think so. Maybe like one episode or something. Like I mean, well, I think he was Jonathan's camera. That's how yeah. they. <laughs> but even that. Okay, let's talk about when he breaks Jonathan's camera. Let's imagine yeah, that the true. girl, some guy, has taken naked photos of the girl you're dating in your subject. house without you knowing, and it's not even that he like took them accidentally. He also had them developed and was hanging on to them in school. That's creepy, Jonathan. Like, yeah, like, that's not cool. Obviously, you know, I mean, I, I put I that out of my mind. I didn't like, if I think about, like, if somebody, did I, I put that out of my mind too. 
I would break their camera too and not feel yeah, absolutely. sad about it at all. Yeah, you got a point there. So yeah. I don't think but he's I, ever really a jerk. Mm. Maybe for a moment mm. or two when he let his friends talk bad about Nancy, but even then he shut it down pretty quickly. Yeah. He went down and he wiped down that stuff where they had wrote like the nasty things about her, even though he didn't participate in that. Mm -hmm. He basically turned his back from every single friend he'd ever had. Steve is your number one. one. Josh is number five. Do you want to say more about Steve Harrington? I mean, do I want to? I do. (laughs) But considering it's a, you know, we've been on this a while already. (laughs) I will refrain. (laughs) She's going to have a whole Steve episode, but I do. I mean, I love Steve. Oh, a Steve appreciation episode. That would be awesome. Yes. Yeah. No, I I love how he's like, you know, became the babysitter, became that. I think, you know, it's the character development because yeah, he was always a good guy. I think maybe he just kind of like, he was the jock versus, and Mm -hmm. he was never a jerk. We talked about Mm -hmm. jock and jerk. He was never the jerk. He was always just the jock. But I think you would, he was a big man on campus. You wouldn't have expected him to have had the five kids and you know to appreciate them and care for them the way he did and like you know so I I just I love that character development I love you know how they did that and yeah we could have a whole episode on Steve absolutely we could absolutely oh Steve so so my number four or no Jeanette what was your number five I'm afraid to say Uh uh-oh we're not supposed to talk about it yet are we all three of us I want you to know that I'm sorry okay so Eddie, her number her number five is Eddie. It is. So we're just gonna move on. Number four. What are we talking about? Number four, <laughs> number four and then just come back. How's that sound? Well, we and then Steve. So I don't. And then we can dive into what we want. <laughs> we're gonna save Eddie for last because uh, he's three of our number ones. So we're saving Eddie for last. <laughs> move My on. Number then. four. I can't. I need to make it through this podcast. So we are doing it last. That's true. My number four, I actually was struggling between my three and four, switching back and forth. But my number four ended up as Hopper. Oh, I mean Jim Hopper I, for me. Yeah, he's my number three. Is he on your list, Bethany? Like he has to be on your list, right, Bethany? Yeah, he actually he's my number four also. Okay, so he's just, number four. I mean, he's Hopper. Yep. He's, he's phenomenal. He's funny. Yeah. He's sarcastic. He knows exactly who he is. He doesn't like himself all the time, but he knows what he is, for better or for worse. And he's yeah. another one who will fight for his people. And even with Eleven, he yeah. did not have to save her, but he had that yeah. compassion for her that he didn't have to have, but he did. Yeah. And he protected yeah. her. And when he made her Jane Hopper, I just, I mean, come on. So sweet. <laughs> he I adopted Eleven. I'm, there's, you can't, you don't it. get better than adopting her. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think Hopper, I mean, he deserves a lot of credit. I mean, he really does. I mean, um, one surviving a blast like that i mean just you know i still don't think that makes sense by the way i, I agree they didn't really well, he, explain that he well. jumped off of the ledge before but even so okay let's imagine he jumped off the ledge great it was the russians who were there to take him when the russians took him the american military was already in that building so how did the russian military get away with jim hopper it's because you know that the americans weren't going to let the russians get out of there especially with the prisoner well who asked the duffer brothers this one yeah you should get the duffer brothers on I'm not a, I don't know. Let's see, how do I put this eloquently? But um, I'll just say it's the Russians. So anyway, so Hopper is my number four because he's absolutely amazing. 
Josh, who's your number four? Uh, my number four is Max. Max, that's right. And Jeanette, who's your number four? Robin. Robin, okay. Nice. My number three is Dustin. He's my number two. We have my very weirdly also. similar lists. He's number, your number two? Yeah. Is he, who is he for you, Bethany? Because I know he's on your list. For Dustin? Dustin is my number two. Oh, he would always... No, I was gonna say Dustin's definitely on my list. So he would be my number one for always, except for what we're gonna get to later. So mm-hmm. Dustin is my number two. You don't you don't get a better human being than Dustin. Oh no. Clearly you all think you yeah. do. I, there's a ne- reason why my next order is the way it is. Okay. Well mean? think of it this way, but think of it this way because the two characters in question, Dustin and the other. I mean, they would totally agree with it. Like each would agree with us. So it's not like we're like, oh, well, you put one over the other. Like each one would be like, absolutely. Like they should be number one, you know? Yeah. But I mean, there's that scene when they go into Vecna's house and everybody has flashlights and Steve's like, where do you want to get the flashlights? Dustin's like, do we have to do everything for you? You're not a child. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's just that. And every time Dustin has been right throughout the entire series. And then there's that one scene, I think it's in season two, when he's taught, he names him the Demogorgon. And he's Mm -hmm. talking about all these aspects of the Demogorgon, saying how it works, what it does. Like, okay, well, how do we stop it? And he's like, I don't know, guys, it's made up. (laughs) 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 I just feel like 45 minutes told him how this is real. I was so right about everything. And then in season three, when we had that montage, when he's talking with Susie, and Susie makes him sing that song first. And you just all this stuff going in the background. And Dustin with Gaten's amazing voice booming out of him singing the never ending story. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's Dustin. Dustin is. Season four, the, Dustin is just. I know. He, it, it's amazing. Dustin is the quintessential 80s kid. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, you can take every good part about being a kid in the 80s. In the 80s. And mush it together. <laughs> you would have Dustin. And yeah. I and I think that that is just the the wonderful thing about it. he embodies the essence of that period. He embodies the yeah. innocence of that mm-hmm. period. He embodies Absolutely. hope of that period. I just think mm-hmm. it just in, in every single good aspect of of that time frame and of I think of a lot of our childhoods. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I think that's kinda I think what really resonates with people is that, you know, some there's there's so good. many aspects to him you can identify with you know mm-hmm. everything else. and then you know you can't go wrong with that you know snaggletooth smile or whatever no. <laughs> and honestly for me he's the only reason he's not higher up is because one he has a lot of growth yet and i know that he's just yeah. going to keep getting better whereas yeah. the other ones are kind of more solidified in their character and like dustin makes mistakes because he's still growing like when he kept the pet demogorgon because <laughs> yeah exactly it could impress max <laughs> <Dark>. <laughs> Maybe and even Steve was like, "Oh, wait! So you did what now?" What? And leave you alone for five minutes. <laughs> He's got some growth to do. But honestly, him and Steve together, him and Eddie together, for yeah. goodness sake, him and Lucas, and him and like everyone he pairs with, mm-hmm. he makes that relationship better. He makes that other person better. Absolutely. You know? He's the only like of the four boys that made my list. Wow. Yeah. Same. Yeah, Mike no. wasn't even anywhere, but Will was. Will and Lucas Ronald mentioned, so he's the one made the list. There for me. So yeah, everything of, of uh, the actors, and it was Dustin and Steve, and was it? Was it? I, I'm sorry, I don't know the real names, but anyway, we're just gonna call them. <laughs> Joe and, and Joe, and and one other individual. Was it Eddie Beth? I can't remember. 
but yeah uh, yeah it was joseph also joe yeah so they were sitting there talking and um i guess it was it was uh yaden's birthday coming up right he was turning what 21 he was turning 20 just 20 and joe was like that's all that they asked a question (laughs) like so for his 20th birthday he's gonna go and do this so what do you think about that and joe curie was just like what just stunned turning 20 I'm like, wait, are just you totally shocked. 20? I love it. I loved it. Like a father realizing his child is as old as, and he's like, that. that makes me, I love it how he has to count on his fingers when he's trying to figure out how old he yeah. is because now, now Gaten's 20. So like, that makes me, and he's like counting on his fingers. Like what? That <laughs> old that. enough that it's not weird that 30 year old women have a crush on him. That's all that makes Joe Curie. <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's funny though. It just shows that that camaraderie between those characters is real. You know they what I mean? They spend a lot of time together. So it, it made a real connection. Yeah. absolutely so bethany who's your number three my number three is that jeanette's gonna love it well no she's probably not gonna love it because of the placement but steve. my number three is steve okay. steve is my number three so. josh who's your number three uh, hopper 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 and jeanette your number three is hopper hopper That's okay yeah my number two is steve okay so bethany who's your number two dustin, oh. yeah, dustin. <laughs> that's right and he's Dustin for Jeanette and Josh too, isn't he? Dustin, yes. Okay. Number two. Let's do it now. Do we, is it time? I can't Are talk we ready? about Eddie without getting really, really emotional. Okay, well, now I'm going to explain why he's number five, guys. Okay. okay. Let me go. Are you going to give us a chance to catch our breath? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk for a minute while y'all compose yourselves. He is number five, not because I don't love Eddie, because I do, but Eddie was there for a short period of time. True. Whereas the other people, I have had time to build bonds with them. If Eddie had been able to stick around for longer, which fingers crossed, they make it happen somehow. Like I'm still hoping because I do love Eddie. Absolutely. I think he could definitely move up to, I still don't think he would go above four because I don't, he'll never beat Steve Hopper or Dustin for me. I can't imagine, but I, I, I mean, I love him. You know, he was one of those, kids, but he wasn't for me an instant love i think it's a similar to the steve for like an episode you're like wait a minute are you gonna mm-hmm. be okay because you were yeah. kind of a jerk in your first yeah. scene yeah and then but quickly i mean quickly he came it was really for me the scene with chrissy mm-hmm. when we got to see yeah. this lighter side of him and i'm like oh this is this is cute and i got real excited because i thought oh we're gonna have a romance here wrong um on both accounts i mean that TikTok I, song is even today oh even as early as today yes. i was like i have a pick in my head right now are we Chrissy, Chrissy, wake, wake up, up. i don't like this daily wake up like, i can't stop I it waited for him on the tonight show and it was just hilarious it was awesome but did it echo what you were saying about about him being you you know yeah we've had three other seasons with these characters and that we've grown to love them and and just we've 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 how do i say we've we've bonded right you know with these characters but then for eddie to come in in one season and just have more depth more connection just more how do i say emotion like i said he was the nicest drug dealer you ever meet you know what i mean it was just it was like, he's a drug dealer <laughs> yeah well that's what he was getting for chris you know what i mean so it's like and, and i'm thinking <sighs> he just i don't know there was such depth to the character because you could tell that there was emotion you know what i mean behind what he was doing yeah 
it, it, like you said too, like for the first scene we see him, he was he was really a jerk. But then just to to grow on, uh, you know, to grow in this in this character, it just kind of to me it would just kind of blew everything else away because it was just like we didn't really have that kind of quick connection with everybody else. It kind of grew on us, right? You know, oh, okay, well this is a new show, and then by season three, I mean, you know, we're we're invested. And then all of a sudden, boom, he comes in and we just made that instant connection. Yeah. I think for me, that's what kind of really, you know, really kind of yeah. did that, you know. Somehow I expected, maybe not when we first met him, but as soon as we like, he was like wanted for Chrissy's murder. I yeah. just had a feeling because I already knew that there were going to be deaths. And I just sort of had a feeling that it was going to be him. And so maybe I didn't allow myself to make as strong of a connection. I just, I just had a feeling because I was like, who else you gonna take you know like you're not yeah. you're not gonna take these i was worried you were gonna take steve but then i was like there's no way you can so it was almost like steve. relief for you when it was this new character that died instead I'm, of these and i because you're invested it in. was i didn't feel I relief, but i can understand where you're coming from though if it yeah, wasn't yeah, him i was afraid it was going to be steve and i was like i can't handle that loss he gets the crap so out of him every single season it had to be eddie for me and i think for me i thought it was almost gonna be dust in there for a second i was like Eddie when is they the had, first yeah. character to truly, truly, fully sacrifice himself yeah. for this. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's emotional. I mean, it was, I'm not even saying, because I mean, I definitely, I cried as well. I mean, uh, maybe not Maureen level, you know, <laughs> but I cried as well. I mean, I was really upset. I mean, and not just his scene, but like the scenes that followed, like with Dustin and, you know, like all of that. I mean, it was emotional, and I mean, it it made. I mean, it was definitely one of those that it was probably the first time I think I've ever cried on Stranger Things. You know, so the only time I've ever cried. Yeah. Continue to cry. I like just, Bethany would say, you were about that scene with Dustin and, and Eddie. Yeah, I think for me that in that moment, you know, Robin kind of uh, alludes to I don't know this time. You know, we've made it out each time, and she's looking out at everyone, and you're you're thinking in that moment. Oh my gosh they're going to take one of them yeah but you didn't quite know which one until moments later there's well, eddie embracing yeah. dustin don't ever change promise me that don't ever change and you knew it was going to be one of them and that was heartbreaking and heart-wrenching because you could lose either one yeah. and you're thinking there's just no way it's dustin you can't let him go I, but by I that time i was already so invested yeah. with eddie I, I couldn't let it be him yeah. either well, I mean, it couldn't be Dustin, and I don't think it could have been Dustin, only because, I mean, I think because he's a child, too, I don't think we would have, at least, like, Eddie, because, I mean, he, what, he's supposed to, he's been a senior for, like, what, three years, was that right? I yeah. He was oh. an adult, so, I mean, like, I think. And it would have taken it would be easier for him sacrifice that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he said, oh, my gosh, I don't know why I've never been this emotionally invested in a character. Because before. it's Eddie Munson and he deserves every tear. <laughs> but he says, oh, my gosh, he says, I didn't run this time. I like, know. that was the line. Yes. Was like, oh, good. my gosh. <laughs> yes. And even in the boat, like, he, he claimed he did it because he didn't want to be the one who didn't. But I think that comes to the depth of Eddie that that's why he thinks he did it. But the reason he jumped in is because that's actually who he is. Yep. Yes. And when he played that, he was so willing to get up. Yeah, he got up on the trailer and played the solo. And they got back in the trailer before the bats came. Still, he was willing to be bait. Yeah. And then to save, oh my gosh, when he cut that 
sheet. I that's when I started crying was when he cut the sheet. I'm like, no, no, no. And he is the only character to have ever made me feel that emotionally connected and invested after. And he wasn't even in every episode of season four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to make me feel this much pain at this character's death. And it has nothing to do, like Joseph Quinn put in a, a great performance. Sure. But like, I'm not attracted to Eddie in any way. I'm not yeah. attracted to Joseph Quinn. It's, it was solely this persona of Eddie Munson that I just am so devastated by the loss of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this is bizarre like I don't I don't react this way over characters asked for this song and I just I can't talk about it without wanting to fall apart I think it's I think it's a warranted reaction and I think that Absolutely. you know right it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny it's normal it, just to <laughs> just to break down a little bit what you're talking about because it, you know I was thinking about about this earlier and you know yeah I obviously like i know we already said this but you know we we really really i I really just kind of like i was worried at first because i'm like you know he's there is the you know dungeon master of the game right Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh hey that's not your role i mean that 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 belongs to mike you know it's like what is this new guy stepping in and then immediately when they're starting you know when they're starting the game and he's telling the background of it and everything about it he just has this depth uh, like this imagination and he's just doing such a great job of conveying it to them and I'm like okay this is not a bad guy this is not a bad guy mm-hmm. so the reason I say that though is <clears throat> later on when he says I'm not running anymore it just shows you throughout his entire life what has he been doing it, just in several different aspects he's di- uh, dove into this game like just allowed it to you know become what it is why is he so good at it because he's trying to not think about his current reality. He's you know? running from reality. He's running Even from his being reality. Being a senior oh. three times is running from reality. Wow. But exactly. I mean, to the other point too, I think that if Steve would have died this season, Steve would probably be my number one. If Hopper would have died this season, Hopper would probably be my number one. Because I think I would have just as emotional reaction if any of them died. Mm-hmm. But because Eddie happened this happened Eddie right when he started to come into his own and I think that's why it was so devastating and I think that's why he deserves that number one spot because he was just becoming who he could be yeah and then he died yeah Yeah. where the others we got to watch progressively grow Mm -hmm. yeah I can understand that and I think if some of the others had died you know like you said if it was Steve or if it was Hop or whatever else I think it would have been impactful but I don't know if it, I mean, to me, it just, in my opinion, I, I, for me, I don't, I don't think it just would, it wouldn't have had the same. I don't think the, it would have had the same ring. No, no, no. It, it wouldn't have been the, devastating though. It would have hurt. Yeah. I mean, but we've technically kind of lost Topper. You know what I mean? So we kind of know what that feels like a little bit, See, but of course. I knew he was coming back. So I didn't. I never accepted it. I, it. <laughs> I, I never over Hopper, like until I watched okay. the after scene and I remember like, I remember watching it and I think my husband had walked away on that scene or something and I was like wait 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 more is happening and I was like David come back come back come back I'm like he's alive he's alive the American that's Hopper so I mean I was I mean I was like literally in tears and I I would be devastated if Steve dies so I'm just gonna go ahead like I would have been mad so yeah I think I gave it away in the chat that he didn't die because I did I finished before everybody and I wasn't having any like it was real hard for you to hold show, back on all these details the show, you know like I, I didn't have I those kept, reactions so I, I think kept like okay who's seen it <laughs> but for me That's like true. I accidentally read an article 
where Hopper said that he was because uh, after four had come out. So like, oh, are you serious? Oops. So when he died, Dave's like, what, what? And I didn't tell my husband anything. I'm like, I can't tell you what I know. Oh, frustrated that I couldn't because I didn't mean to read it. I didn't. This is the one yeah. show I didn't want any spoilers on whatsoever. Right. Absolutely. I no didn't spoilers. get a spoiler with Eddie yeah. because I was completely devastated by it all. But Hopper, but I, I knew was coming back. So I was like, mm, okay, he's there. I think, and I mean, this is just me. Okay. And I know maybe this is, I think that some, or at least for me, a lot of the sadness in his death was because of Dustin. So for me, I think if Steve had died, it would have been the same because Dustin would have been exactly the same, probably worse because he's yeah had already had a longer relationship with Steve as well. With Steve, yeah. So I think it's Dustin because I mean, Dustin, like I said, Dustin could fight Steve for my top spot. He really could. Mm -hmm. Like Maureen, you know how I always have to say this, right? Okay. My one and two are very similar, but because Steve's hot, he gets the top (laughs) spot. We know this is my criteria. And so that pushes him over the edge. Obviously, Gabe is a child, and so that's not part of it. But they are really fairly equal if we're strictly talking about characters. And I think too that that with with not I almost said Steve's death with Eddie's death, the way I can still hear the way Dustin sounded. Yeah. I think Gaten when he was dying made this worse for everyone because he's way to go, Gaten. He's so <laughs> beloved. So the idea that he was hurting made all of us yes. hurt even more. It was, we, we, we mourned twice. We mourned for Eddie and then we mourned for Dustin's pain. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. it was he hard. In the, uh, the necklace. I was like, oh, dang it. Yeah. That's what I was like. So I have hope that the time travel theory is how they're going to fix this in the end and bring back the characters that we didn't. Well, Jason can stay dead. That's okay. Maybe he'll stay dead because the upside down split him and disintegrated him whereas yeah. the others just died for <laughs> other reasons so yeah there you go maybe yeah. they'll come back so let's uh let's we're not going to talk about honor mentions because we've been talking here for a while we're just gonna <laughs> say who they are okay i'm gonna go first my honor mentions i got yuri because funny and enzo or dimitri because i can't wait to see more of them billy was an honorable mention for me because i actually loved billy Oh, no. I didn't like what he did, but I understood I why he was the way he was too. But every time he was on screen, like I wanted more of him on screen. Yeah, go ahead. And Vecna is also an honorable mention just because <laughs> Jamie oh, Campbell Bauer. I almost put him. Vecna and Billy get honorable mentions. And here's why. Not because they're like beloved characters, <laughs> but because they are characters that like I want to see, see more of because you are interesting on my screen. Yep. And I, agree. I know we're not going to talk about it. Okay. But I'm just going to say quickly. Billy had the potential for a mm-hmm. redemption story after we yes. saw his past with his mother. He and we saw that there was trauma himself. that caused his, I don't know, behavior. I'm not saying a bad word, being a meanie. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> Maureen, I, I, love it. I say what I want to say. I love it. <laughs> but like, I think we saw that in Elle's flashbacks that was caused by some trauma with his mother mm-hmm. and the abuse and his of father. his father. Yes. So he had. And he sacrificed, he sacrificed himself at the end for people. So I think there was potential for yeah. a redemption story. And I love nothing more than a good redemption story. Yep. And it was so. physical touch, kind physical touch that caused it redemption where all he received was angry physical touch. And with yeah. Vecna, like I knew that Jamie Campbell was playing Vecna, but I thought he was just the monster. I thought that's all he was going to be. Yeah. So I already knew that going into season four. So when he appeared in the institution <laughs> as Jamie Campbell, I went, <gasps> 
And Jane was like, what? What? Spoilers. What? I don't, Nothing. I don't know if you know yet, so I can't tell you. But this is a big deal. This is a very big deal right here. And so, like, the whole season, I was like, it's, I wanted to see Jamie Camavar on the scene constantly because I wanted so not? badly to figure out mm-hmm. how that story intertwined into all the others. So it's just, that's why they get on a mention to me. Yeah. Do you think, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to get off another another theory here. Uh, Like with Billy, there was the one scene where it was almost like uh, when Max was looking at the flashback, it was almost like it was Vecna's words Mm -hmm. coming out of Billy's. Mm -hmm. I think he was possessed by Vecna. I I I think that's where they all are. Everyone that he possessed, I think they're still there in some, because he showed them tied up in his little world. Mm -hmm. And I think think Billy could come back too, Mm -hmm. only because we focused really heavily on the connection he had with Max that we didn't even focus on when he was alive. So the Mm -hmm. idea that we like, that it caused her enough trauma that she could be taken over by Vecna was just like, that's that's interesting to me Mm -hmm. that he was brought back that way. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. All right, Bethany, you give any honorable mentions? I do. You want me to just spit them all out? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I have got Barb. Self justice for Barb. Self explanatory. Another self explanatory. Bob, (laughs) which we should have known. Justice for Bob. This is for Bob. Justice for Bob. Erica. Yeah, we dove into that. Um, Jonathan. I mean, he's still. I mean, he's. I know he's not perfect, but I mean, it's. It's. He's he's got. He's not Steve. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's. I I think it's more haircut. He made the list because he's such a main part yeah. of the story. He's such a big character that he's I just really felt great like brother too. He is. I, so he is, yeah. He he is. When he's ripped, because then he kind of forgets that he's a big <laughs> brother. Funny. <laughs> That's very I true. Do, yeah. I do need to mention that dinner that they had in California where Argyle <laughs> and Jonathan were stoned, <laughs> and Joyce was like, "What is happening here?" She was just what? preoccupied. <laughs> she had no idea what was going on. And Murray was clearly aware of what was happening. <laughs> Really you. so and then uh well speaking of murray murray's on my honorable honorable mentions um dart the demigorgon he was briefly mentioned earlier but he needs to be mentioned again if we're gonna and mention dart we need to mention poor muse don't you think it's, he's right under he's right That's under dart ape. oh the, <laughs> the cat that he really it, I, i'm literally i don't know if you can see it here he's literally uh, the next under under dart is is muse go. the cat there we go muse there the cat and dart there's that tiktok huh? on that crazy fish that looks like a demogorgon uh-huh. <laughs> the guy who's talking about like he's gonna eat somebody's cat you gotta hide him <laughs> that one was hard on me I'm a cat person, so when Dart ate the cat, I was really upset by this. Oh, really my wild. eyes were closed during that well. scene. I was like, "Let me know it's over. I'm not watching this." Like, I I watched Bob. We, I mean, we saw all. The, I didn't my watch Bob eyes, die either. I had. No I, I, I yeah, I did not. Sean see Aston the cat. is my childhood. I was not about to watch him die like that. No, he's the nicest guy. It's like you can't see something like that happening to somebody that nice it's just not it just doesn't compute well, david harbour <laughs> said that no one as nice as bob can live and survive in no. hawkins, it's, in hawkins. It's, it's not possible true. and then there was an interview with that's with actually Maya very Hawk true where they were i think it was her and steve and gayton he her and joe keery and gayton and they were talking about how all the bees died barb bob and she was like oh no my last name's buckley <laughs> 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 oh no <laughs> 
All right, Jeff, <laughs> just honorable mentions. So I had a few names written down, but you know what? We've already talked about them. But okay. you know what? We haven't given my guy Argyle. I love Argo. I he was necessary this he's season. Funny. He, he truly was, was necessary. I mean, I, I love that. The the whole scene where he's like, My dudes. I know. I know where we can get a, I know where we can make a tank. And it's just like he shows up to the same. I love that. Game. I like when the guy is dying in the back. Of, well, I don't like that the guy's dying, but I like our guy's <laughs> reaction to the guy who's bleeding in his, the back of his van. Because yeah. you don't yeah. ever see Igar Igar anything but happily stoned through the whole yeah. thing. And then this guy is bleeding to death in his van. That's the first time you see him like freaking out. Yeah. Also, just, what was the word? A little stressed. What was the word that they were saying that was hilarious to them? Blip. Um, right? Was, was it, it blip? Blip. Blip. I, think I don't blip. remember. Blip. 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 I feel like. Blip. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I love that. I, I think his character was just absolutely hilarious. Again, more comedic relief. You had to have it for the kids. You had Murray for the. For the grown-ups and you yeah. know everything that was happening in Russia. This season was so but, dark and so oh, it heavy. It was very dark. dark. Yeah. yeah. Like, honestly, that like, scene in the desert too, where he's just screaming, "Nina, <laughs> Nina, guys, I think I found Nina." <laughs> that was perfect. That was actually really perfect. All right, so Jeanette, do you have any honorable mentions? Um, I just had billy and erica and one more that no one has mentioned and i have to say her because Susie. oh i just i didn't uh, mention her earlier i just only because i think her with dustin is so, so cute, cute. yes their family is cracked that oh whole gosh thing, i was i liked even liked her sister i was hoping we would have seen more of eden because i was like like polar opposite of Susie over here like I mean, she was Alice and she in the Breakfast Club. Yeah, th- yeah. somebody yeah. pointed that yes. out. Yes, like, yes. Like, so he even had, like, the same outfit on. Same character, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Well, they did that on purpose. Oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't get to see her and Dustin together at all in this season. Mm-hmm. And I, I season, thought that was really. kind of weird. No scenes together. Weird. Yeah, I kept Only expecting it to happen, and then yeah. it didn't. Maybe that'll Maybe happen in next season because I think that she if they're if she's gonna have this hand in it and they keep going back to her, I think that she's gonna have a bigger part in season five. Well, and because we introduced Eden and we saw that Argyle was pretty infatuated with Eden. So absolutely I feel like that's yeah. gonna come back, don't you think? I mean, otherwise, I so. why'd you do that? They just yeah. seem pointless. So yeah, because there was no real point to introduce that crazy family. No, 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 yeah. So, other than maybe trying to explain Susie, but really you didn't need to give didn't. a backstory. <laughs> she didn't, didn't explain Susie at all. Though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I yeah. No, I mean, yeah, product of a crazy family. Yeah, you gotta have at least one that's normal. But, but... what we knew <laughs> there was her family was crazy religious. So I thought more because he said Mormon. Mm-hmm. So I thought that they were all gonna be really religious, and clearly they're not all really religious. Well, <laughs> see, somebody said Mormon, but but there was like non-Mormon religious artifacts inside that the in their house too. So mm-hmm. there was some there was some things that would that that don't line up with. with yeah, but Mormon, in season so three, it was one of the characters. I think it was Dustin who said so, that she was Mormon. I think so. so too. This maybe this he was just wrong. Maybe he explained just, anything. Yeah. yeah, maybe he just yeah just made it more like what. <laughs> maybe it's a deeper story than we know right. wow so, those are our top 10 lists we have talked to Ira for almost two hours so let us know if you agree if you disagree who's your top 10 do they differ do you agree with the majority of this I mean, podcast differ? and believe that eddie is the number one or steve is your number one because honestly steve could edge up to number one but eddie eddie is eddie so 
let us know. You can reach out to us and we would love to hear your opinion. Stay tuned for what is coming up next. I did not look before this podcast, but we got, I think it's Shit's Creek, actually. Shit's Creek is coming your way next. So stay tuned for that next Wednesday. We'll see you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fandom Family Chats, or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, FamilyFanClub2021 at Wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.